Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 50, Flipping the Script. Hey, Mom Fashions listeners, we are coming at you today with what we hope is an interesting conversation. Emily and I were talking about how we parent differently than our parents. What are some of the things that we've changed? What are some of the things that we're trying to improve on? And maybe some of the things that we do that we wish we didn't, you know, the whole, oh, I'm, I'm turning into my mom or, oh, that sounded just like my dad. So we're going to just kind of talk openly about that today and talk about what it looks like for us as moms to flip the script, so to speak, and how our parenting looks different from maybe the way that we were parented in good and maybe not so good ways. Okay. So I'm going to let you start <laughs> because... You're a little nervous, feeling I'm a, a little, little nervous. I'm a little, I'm feeling like my mom's going to listen and be like, Hey, yeah. rude, you know? <laughs> right, right, yes. Like, uh, you know, so. maybe, maybe Beth, as she should. <laughs> um, yeah, so your mother is still living. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother is not. My father is not living. Mm-hmm. So my situation is different from yours in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I've talked in previous episodes that, you know, I grew up in an abusive, dysfunctional home. So there are some uh, pretty obvious foundational major differences in like flipping the script. So sometimes I think that my story, I get, don't we always think that we're the only ones? And so maybe my story won't really like relate to other people's because of course I'm going to flip the script (laughs) on um, the way I was raised. But you know, that isn't actually always true. Mm Mm-hmm. And from the episode we did about, like, parenting after abuse, I learned again and again that, hey, I am not alone in this. There are a lot of moms who are in the same situation. But I do want to put a caveat out there that I don't think everything that we would do, like, oh, like you were saying, that reminds me of my mom, is necessarily bad, right? There are Even in my situation where I had, I wouldn't wish my parents on anybody, I still have things, good things that I can glean from them in how they did parent me in some ways and that I use. And like the important thing always to remember that a abusive person is not a monster all of the time. Hollywood likes to make us think that. That's one of the reasons why people stay and stay and stay because that person isn't a monster all the time. Like I have a lot of qualities and hobbies and interests from my parents. You know, something that was important to me to flip the script was changing what my default reactions would be. I always thought that if my parents had healthier default reactions, that would have diffused a lot of things that escalated. And that could be wrong. 
But that was something very important to me when I started my parenting journey. And so I have, you know, done some work and tried to think about like some of the big proponents for me is that if I get really upset, I try to leave a room with my kids, you know, when my parents might have done like the opposite. So those are kind of some harder things. But in practical ways, too, we have been much more like pursuers of culture and like art in traveling, sort of like an exposure to people who think differently than us. Whereas I grew up, the opposite was true. And they really only wanted to surround us by people who might have thought the same. It was frowned upon to have friends who thought differently than you because that would be the wrong crowd. Or to think about, you know, going to a museum or, you know, like those types of things were honestly like not what you did. And so that's one thing in just like our overall philosophy that it's really different from my parents. And I think it makes a lot of sense. We talked about in that episode about being cycle breakers, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that is one of the biggest things that we do as parents in flipping the script is, you know, I come from a long line of abuse and my parents, thankfully, were the ones to end that cycle. Yeah. To kind of be a product of somebody who mm-hmm. did flip that script is really eye-opening, you know, looking at just different families generationally, it does seem like every new generation tries to improve on whatever the one before has done. And I think, and we've talked about this as well, that I come from, you know, a different background than you. Um, I thankfully did not go through abuse. Um, My parents are still together. And, you know, we've had hard things. We've gone through hard things. And My mom would even tell you, and she tells me often, just that when she sees me with my kids, she is impressed that I am more patient with them. Uh, She at least thinks that I don't yell as much as she did. (laughs) She's not around all the time. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that or have that in my mind, but for her to be able to look at my parenting and to hopefully see places that she feels like she failed being redeemed through my parenting is kind of a sweet thing. And then, you know, I think in raising girls, I feel like we could, we could probably relate in this. In raising girls, a lot of the things that I feel like I'm trying to improve on are not so much places where I feel like my parents failed me, but places where in growing up, I saw that I struggled the most. And so trying to just be preemptive and intentional in those things Mm -hmm. as far as education and advocating for them and and just speaking truth to them. Yeah, even just society tells a different story about girls now than it did when we were growing up. It very much does. And hopefully we'll tell a different story when our grandkids Yeah. Yeah, are growing up. And I think that's one of those things that regardless of what your parents taught or didn't teach, Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we do differently are based on the culture and society that we're living in now. You know, for me, I was raised in the era of the late 80s, 90s purity culture. Yeah, same. And so there was just just religiously a lot of information about modesty and women's bodies being tempting. And and I am not saying that abstinence is something I would not desire for my girls, but just that abstinence was about 
you're saving yourself for this one great gift that you can give somebody. And so in thinking through kind of the repercussions of that for me as a woman, Mm -hmm. those are things that as my oldest daughter is coming to the age where we have those conversations about sex and about sexuality, those are things that I'm having to rethink and kind of educate myself on and think about how I'm going to talk to her to empower her as a woman, to show her that her body is more than just a sexual object, Mm -hmm. that she is not responsible for the lustful or the sexual thoughts of men around her, Mm -hmm. things like that, that I think were well-intentioned in that time period. But those are things that, that I'm thinking on as we enter those ages that I'm like, I, I think I want to go about this differently. This episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. I think nearly like every, I mean, it's true, every generation is going to parent somewhat differently. Like it Mm -hmm. is an evolution, a process, a progress. Our kids will have a podcast episode called Mm -hmm. Flipping the Script, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the things that they want to do differently. What is difficult for me to swallow in all that is knowing that I'm really blind to my own. I have a lot of blind spots Mm -hmm. to my own problems and self that needs Mm -hmm. to be changed. And accepting the fact that I'm never going to be able to parent perfectly, like not even in a 15 minute interval, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's kind of, for me, this whole discussion too is like a balancing act that I do believe things are better in the way that we are parenting our kids than the way my parents parented us. Abuse aside, like if we just look at, you know, the non-abusive moments, Mm -hmm. right? But my kids will probably say the same thing like about mm-hmm. themselves when when they're in the middle of it or and it's just kind of like it to me it feels a little bit like a, a like a mouse wheel you know mm-hmm. like we are somehow gaining progress but then i think in some ways we're slipping too mm-hmm. and both of those things are happening at the same time yes the most surprising thing to me about parenthood is how intentional that it needs to be 100% of the time. <laughs> and that's like the exhausting part of it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, we had an episode about laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, one also that's upcoming that we've talked about. Middle school students, like, you know, recorded those. Those are coming up. But even thinking of the other conversations that we've had recently. And the thing that makes like the difference is that relationship with our kids Mm -hmm. and being intentional about that, you know, whether it's relationships in how you handle your homework or your laundry or arguments with your sister. It is a learning process and it's kind of tricky waters to talk about and think through. It really is. And I find myself kind of stumbling through the conversation. But as we're talking, I'm thinking too about ways that maybe I've unintentionally flipped the script and how I'm thankful that my mom, specifically my mom, but many others, can kind of fill in those gaps. 
we've talked about before how I'm not great at playing with my kids. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm very much like you go and do your thing and I'll do my thing. And my kids recently spent some time at my mom's and I called her about lunchtime on the first day. And she said, oh, well, we we got up early and we've played with bubbles and we've played a board game and we made homemade bread. And <laughs> and I was like, OK, pace yourself like you've got several more days. And she's like, oh, no, no. It's like this is just, you know, mm-hmm. this is just fine. And I just thought. Your morning sounds like more activities than I've done in a week, you know? (laughs) Well, y'all are at different places in motherhood. That is true. That is true. But just the kind of the sweetness of seeing like areas that I lack that I can see, okay, I am different than my mom, just naturally different. Mm -hmm. And areas that she can as a grandmother kind of fill in those gaps. Yeah. We can often look at the whole flipping the script thing as let me find all of the ways that past generations have failed me and, I'm gonna fix and how them. I'm going to fix them. Yes. But really, we're, you know, there are things that we will improve on for our kids. And then there are things that we're just not going to live up to. Because yeah. you can't be everything. You like, can't. You, your kids, that's what, like, kids need all those people in their yes. lives for, for different reasons. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any guilt about doing things differently than your mother? You know, because like every mom has like, oh, they taught you to do it this way, Mm -hmm. right? And you have consciously made a decision to do it differently. Do you try to hide that from her or you feel guilty about it? Or I would say yes to all of those questions. Uh, Not because I feel guilty. Yes, because... I worry more that I will offend her or make her feel like the way that she raised me was somehow insufficient. Yeah. You know? Like you disapprove of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I in no way would look back at my own mom's mothering and think, wow, she didn't put any effort in. I have this, this new perspective of being a mom that I can say, this is hard. Yeah. So the ways that maybe I felt lack, I imagine that she was doing her very, very best, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that there's a lot of grace there now that maybe, you know, in my twenties, I wouldn't have had for her. Yeah. And uh, it's more of, I want her to know that even though I'm changing things intentionally in some areas that It's not because I feel like she failed me, but because I know that my girls are different people. We are living in a different time period. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that that my husband and I, he's a different person. He comes from a different background, a different culture that we jointly just necessarily have to change. And for me, a lot of it comes from just raising girls and the very positive changes that are continuing to come about for women in our Mm -hmm. culture and how I desire them to be able to function and succeed and feel confident in who they are as women. And so a lot of those things are not necessarily places that my parents lacked, but simply things that just culturally need to be improved on. Yeah, I think at the end of the end of the day, it's a cliche to say, but you have to do what's going to work. Mm-hmm. for your family, like for your sanity, for your 
management ability, for your admin skills, for your mental health, and every other person in your family. You know, so a lot of those decisions are not better or best or right or wrong or greater than or less than. It boils down to what is working for us kind of right now. And I bet lots of moms are falling into a variety of camps. Maybe coming out of a camp like mine where you are afraid that you won't have the ability to flip the script, Mm -hmm. that like you've been too messed up or it's too ingrained in you and you're scared of what you could do or become or mimic or copy. Or in another camp to where maybe you have a mom who's really critical of the way you do things or a mother-in-law or someone in your life who's very Like, that is not the way she would do it, and she lets you know it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Where maybe you feel guilt or shame or, like, you are worrying, kind of like you said, you're worrying about hurting your mom's feelings or disappointing her as a mother. But I think if you hear nothing else here that you can make the script mostly what you want it to be. It does involve other people. So sometimes they don't follow your script in your home, but you really have to do what works for your family. Mm -hmm. And those other issues are things you don't need to ignore. You need to work through them, but they don't have to direct your decisions or consume your life. And just that reminder That is so good and so freeing that regardless of what your background has been, just like what you said, it doesn't direct your decisions. It doesn't define you as a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, you are not forever flawed by whatever you've gone through Mm -hmm. in your childhood. Right. And you are not necessarily passing those flaws on to your child simply because you experienced it. Yes. I think that's the bigger conversation here, you know, Mm -hmm. because there are so many little ways that we might do things differently. Hasn't COVID taught us, I mean, it is teaching me still, that sometimes the script is flipped by external Mm -hmm. circumstances. And to let go a bit of this better versus best mentality, because all these things that I had set up for my family and that worked for us and that I thought were best for us, my kids, A lot of that crumbled Mm -hmm. in 2020. And so in 2021, as we are rebuilding some of those things, I'm realizing that best wasn't as best as I thought Mm -hmm. and that sometimes good enough is okay. And maybe that didn't have as much value as I thought it did, you know, because I lost it for 18 months and it didn't make us any worse for the wear. So I am flipping the script on who I was in 2019. I'm definitely parenting different. I mean, like significantly, I would even say parenting different than I did way back in the good old days, 2018, 19, you know, those days. Yeah, that's an interesting concept because I think kids grow so quickly and their seasons change so quickly. I mean, if you look at the first year of motherhood, you would figure your kid out. You'd be like, we've got the schedule. I know what each cry means. I know what she needs. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, she would be a new person. Right, exactly. You know, and your parenting would have to change. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I think that that it's not just about generational change, but you're right. It's it's how you parent in each new season. Mm-hmm. You have to have the flexibility to flip the script when you, you know, when your life changes. Yeah. Like you you are forever a first time mother. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Like even your mom, you mm-hmm. know, she's never had a, I don't know, however old you are, 30-something-year-old <laughs> kid before. Who, yeah. And she's parenting you as you parent your kids mm-hmm. and they're getting older. You know, it brings us back to more of like a place of humility, mm. like a place of forgiveness, you know, a place of grace for each other and freedom, I think, to figure out what works for you now with the freedom to know it doesn't have to be that way forever. It may not be that way forever. We're constantly flipping that freaking script. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I think too about like my own mom and kind of our relationship and her relationship with my kids right now is really in transition as she is for the first time an empty nester. Yeah. So her, you know, the way that she interacts with us is different now because her day-to-day looks really different. Right. And she's got just a different kind of freedom that she hasn't had Mm -hmm. for, you know, however old I am. Right. And so, (laughs) which honestly, I wouldn't mind sharing, but I can't remember (laughs) So it's, it's 30-something. I'm not going to do the math. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You're in there. It's fine. You're alive. Yeah. I'm alive. Mm -hmm. It's it's what it is. So... Yeah, just thinking about how it's not just my desires or wants for my children, but it's just seasonal Mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah, that's kind of different. I mean, obviously, my parents were deceased, but I was the youngest by far. So when I left, they, you know, were empty nesters. And then my husband is also the youngest. So my kids are in a different order they're the end of the grandkid train, but yours are the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that your parents will develop as grandparents as more are added to the brood. Yeah. 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 That is true. Even in the last few years, as my siblings have kids, that's changed. Mm-hmm. I think, too, about, you know, there is kind of the whole cliche of, you're really, really hard on your first kid. And then by the baby, you're just so tired that it's like you whatever say, you want to do. I'll allow it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's very true. Like even in, you know, time frame between my three kids, the way that I respond to each kid has changed and maybe not for the better by the youngest. <laughs> Motherhood is just a constantly changing environment for all of us. And let's just agree to be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like not get too entangled in what it could be or should be or what it's going to be tomorrow. You know, because that as a Enneagram type one perfectionist, that can really wrap me up. Yeah. You know, but like they're just like letting, letting that go. And not, not just for yourself, but for the mothers around you. Yeah. You know, like for my mom, being able to recognize she is in a different season. And so Mm -hmm. her interaction with my kids for the time being may be different and not bad, but different. Just offering that grace for, for all of us, Mm -hmm. our kids included to just navigate each season. Yeah. Well, you can keep listening to Mom Fashions because every episode we'll be changing our mind <laughs> on it's something true. else. Like if you start from the first episode to now number 50, <laughs> you will see how we have already evolved mm-hmm. in our opinions and strategies and philosophies on parenting. And next time we'll tell you how you should put your baby to sleep and why bottle is better than breast. And only wear cloth diapers, yes. no cell phones, mm-hmm. or watch TV all day on Saturdays. Whatever you want to do. Yep. Just, it'll be fine. They'll it's be fine. fine. It'll They'll survive. Out. See you next time.
As always, visit fwmoms.com. To see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.